I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. everyone <laughs> welcome to the geek down podcast a show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect my name is caitlin mckinnon you love that enunciation my name is jordan ferguson and this is episode 185 185 yeah do the bingo thing the, ba- the bingo thing yeah 185 bees live in a hive <laughs> sure didn't you do that a couple times well, a couple am times. i having a stroke no but i don't know what i ever did for five but oh I did it. What a time to be alive. It's episode 185. I fucking did it already. I did bees. There was a hive involved. If you... Clearly, this is the second episode we've recorded. Yes. Um, If you'd like to listen to all the other episodes, including the one we just recorded before this one, you can do so at soundcloud.com forward slash geekdownpod. You could. Or, alternatively... Yes. You could go to any of the places where you get your content, and we'll be there. Look us up wherever you get your audio. You're going to find all our episodes, and they will be brought to you henceforth on the frosty winds riding the back of a rainbow-maned alicorn named Philip, your mans. Chauncey Frostilicus III, Internet Geekdown Elf. Or Geekdown Internet Elf. I, I, I change it. It goes back and forth. <laughs> Whichever yeah. you prefer. You may notice that sometimes I refer to Caitlin as your girl. Yeah. And I always refer to myself as your boy. Yeah. But I refer to Chauncey as your mans. mans. That's yeah, your man. Yeah. It is still frosty. It is still snowy outside. It's disgusting. Yep. You know who's just chilling? Who? Chauncey. Yeah. Cares not for cold. This is like summer for him. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And summer's like hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you would like to hear or ask questions about Chauncey, you can do so. Or anything. Or anything. You can do so on our socials. Um, mostly Twitter. Get above Twitter. But also, you know, Facebook and Instagram and sort That's of... That's right, Instagram. Yeah. I've been using the Instagram more lately. And uh, if you really want to send us a much longer missive or have many, many questions about Chauncey, <laughs> you can uh, email us. Gmail. Wait, hold on. I can do this. Geekdownpod at I, gmail. What? I believe in you. <laughs> Geekdownpod at gmail.com. There you go. There you go. I did it. <laughs> uh, finally, if you'd like to th- support the show financially... You can do so at either patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod, or you can buy us a coffee. ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Buy us a coffee. Three bucks. Minimum. Minimum. Donate. Contribute as much as you like. You will only get our thanks in that scenario. Yes. Patrons get bonuses. Yeah. Like the hot-shotted snack review episode we just did. Oh, yeah. Because somebody was a little surprised by how spicy her noodles were. My face still burns. <laughs> My lips are on fire. So we had to capture that immediately. Friends, you love a good snack app. That's what you got this week. No yeah. hot takes. Just hot snacks. Just hot snacks. Uh, surprise hot snacks, which is terrible. But anyways. <laughs> Nobody likes surprise no. hot snacks. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I um, wasn't ready. But because we are out of time, we don't really have much news. Not much news. Just more like stories. I have stories. I've got uh, not time sensitive topics. No, no, I've got some some updates. I remembered a couple things. Yes, mm-hmm. that I could talk about that are not necessarily time sensitive. Fantastic. What do, what do you have, Kate? Oh. What's floating around in your in your melon? Well, um, we got to talk about movies. So, oh, sorry, can we talk about movies in a minute? Because I just I did, I neglected to mention it on the previous episode. Yeah, I just want to describe what I'm looking at right now, friends, because it hasn't come up yet. <laughs> oh God! She's got her cans on. Mm-hmm. She's got her hair up in a bun. Yep, that's me. She recently brought bangs back into her rotation. I did, and I am so glad I did. Really? Yeah. I'll, pro, I'll, pro bangs. I'll. I'll t- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I will tell you that story in a second, but yes. But most importantly, yeah. Added to all of this, mm-hmm. she finally. Finally. Went to the fucking Dollarama. Did you get him a Dollarama? Or did I you did. Get him I did. Went to the Dollarama. Yeah. Got the little rubber dongle things. Yeah. So she could take her grandmother's glasses chain. Yeah. And attach the said chain to her recently acquired glasses. Oh, honey, there's too much going on there for you to do. You this. know what? <laughs> I made it fit. <laughs> cord, the cords are all tangled up. You're about to choke yourself. <laughs> I'm going to take it off now. <laughs> 
So this is not final, final form, because that's a very nondescript sweater. Yeah. Just like I was buying out of tits, but <laughs> No, just the sweater. It's a very nondescript sweater. Yeah. But, oh my God, friends. Yeah. She will better photograph her final form later, so mm-hmm. you can see just the majesty that is this fucking chain she's got for her glasses. Yeah. I am, I am delighted. And there's nothing this kid loves more now than taking her glasses. She put, <laughs> she came, she came it in, she came, she came it in, she came in, and she like, put it all together for me and like put the glasses on her face and i was like no 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 no, that's not what we're here for <laughs> come on you know what we're here for she's like oh i'm sorry did you mean and then she just dropped them glasses <laughs> off her face and they hung around her neck and it was like yeah and then i said something along the lines of let me take you to those books you know she had to do it to him <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> the geek down equivalent of stunting <laughs> caitlin was like boom glasses yeah um so that's what i'm looking at sorry you want to talk about movies well, before that, though, I'm the reason I am pro-bang is because, oh, yes, pro-bang. well, not even just pro-bang. Well, we all know I'm pro-bang. Pro-bang, mm. but also, like, bangs and glasses. Yes. It's because I ran into someone I worked with. Um, some people know, like, recently I changed departments at my job or where I work. And I ran into someone I worked with in my old apartment. And she very kindly said I looked like one of those cool girls who had this, like, bang glasses retro thing was going on. Like, I looked like I had it all together. Where's, where's your poofy skirt? Yeah. You got the poofy skirt and the cardigan. Yeah. And I was like... And a streak of gray in your hair. I was like, yes. <laughs> thank you. It's the greatest compliment I've ever received. The, actually, the the one up from that is some, if someone would say, like, oh, you look like a librarian. I'd be like, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, but no movies. And you talk about movies. Talk about movies. So last week I mentioned, actually, my updates were, were both movies. Yes. Um, and that continued because Netflix and Amazon were just like, ugh, here you go. Have a ton of movies. Um, specifically Amazon. Um, so I I watched two last week. Two movies. Yeah. <clears throat> Brittany ran a marathon. I've never heard of that before in my life. Okay. Well, Brittany ran a marathon is a story about a woman who is having a tough time in life. Um, she's kind of a hot mess. I think she's just about 30, doesn't have it together, and goes to the doctors to try and get Adderall because mm-hmm. thinks she needs help, like, focusing. The doctor's like, eh, you're a little overweight. Like, just BMI index and all of that. And she's like, what about body positivity? And he's like, yeah, that's fine if you're healthy. He's like, I know lots of people who are very healthy who have a certain BMI, um, but basically you need to start exercising and eating better and taking care of yourself. And she does. And But it's sort of like an interesting story about that. It's not just a straight shot mm. of like, you know, she starts running and it changes her life. It does, but there are other things that happen and there are times when she fails right it's not just like she did this thing and then she could do it and then it was fine she stumbles and she fucks things up and she gets back up and does it again and it was just a nice little story well all right and then um also a nice little story john wick (laughs) three so glad it's there so excited about it it's on amazon it is on amazon um Things I loved about John Wick 3. (laughs) (laughs) A list by Caitlin McKinnon. (laughs) Things I loved about John John Wick 3. Yes. Um, Sounds like Instagram poetry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The fact that it was a setup for a fourth movie. Um, The world that you sort of go deeper, deeper into. Right? You Mm -hmm. like, you learn more and more about things. Um, uh, Halle Berry being great. Um, some fantastic, fantastic fight scenes. We all know I like, you know, people getting shot. That was great. Um, and, uh, animals. Okay. Dogs and horses. Dogs and horses. Yeah. And Jason Manzoukas. Huh? Isn't he in John Wick 3? Probably. Who's that? <laughs> Jason Manzoukas. Derek from The Good Place. Pimento. Oh, yeah. He shows up. I was like, hey. I know him. I know him. Uh, he was there in there very briefly, but oh. he was there. Um, but, yeah. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, which is kind of news and kind of just like I basically just yelled at Jordan's face about this. Oh, right. Yes. 
Um, Almost as exciting as discovering live on mic, there was a whole other season of the Bletchley Circle she didn't know existed. <laughs> Almost as exciting. I was on YouTube watching some trailers mm-hmm. and a face out of the past <laughs> rose from the mist. Yes. And it was Franny Fisher. Your girl, Franny Fisher. Of uh, Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Which we talked about, Lord. Early on. I don't know when. I'm not going to look it up, but I feel like it was no. early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a success because it's an amazing show. <laughs> well, they are finally coming out with a movie that they said they were going to come out with. And it's going to be a theatrical and like... That just blows my mind. Who's gonna, yeah. Who besides Caitlin McKinnon is going to pay money to see Miss Fisher's Mysteries All in the theater? the fucking people who commented on the trailer. Oh, okay? you, were deep, you were deep in the comments? Oh, yeah, I was. Looking, looking for the Fisher Hive? Yeah. And I found it. It's amazing. Set in London. Mm-hmm. So exciting. And some other places because, of course, it is because she's a you know world traveler. Sorry, Miss Fisher's Mysteries is about a, a spinster. She is not a spinster. She's. I mean, she's she, that one that she fucks, but she's not looking spinster. to like. No, though she's in love with the cop. Is she? Yeah, and he's in love with her. I didn't get that deep, but and he got a divorce, <laughs> not because of her. He was already getting divorced. She solves mysteries. Yeah, she does. And she has sex. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, she lives a very fabulous life in the 1930s. In New Zealand. In Australia. Whatever. <laughs> um, and if they come for you, I'm not defending you. There's just so many. Again, period piece, murder, solving puzzles, dressing up as other people. Uh <laughs> All the things, a lady who's older who has sex. It was the Facebook Messenger equivalent of just like, <laughs> like I did not even know what was happening. No, no, but yeah, it was very exciting. So I'm I'm thrilled about that. And I mean, when Caitlin hit me up with this, yeah, I was like, we we established what was happening, yeah, and I said, you know, you're actually catching me in the middle of a real deep discogs hem ha right now, because friends. <laughs> We're 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 clear through holiday now yeah. at Major Canadian Retailer. Yep. You ain't heard about them for a while, but holiday is clear. We're just kinda we're not coasting, you know, there's still work to do every night, but I mean the amount of work yeah. has dropped significantly. Like yeah. I'm just literally a gif of like a dude standing on the front of a skateboard, pixelated scrolling across <laughs> left to right on your screen. Like that's just me right now. Yeah. So yeah, I was off Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday, despite being a little a little cloudy. Mm-hmm. Little little overcast. I was like, I'm gonna get out. Yeah, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna go. Had it in my had it in my head that there was an album by this uh this trio called Moonchild. I wanted to grab. They do a real like '90s throwback neo soul type sound. I dig them. I think it's out there, and I think I'll be able to find it pretty easy. Yeah, probably scratch that itch. I haven't bought a record in a long ass time, so I'll go get the itch scratched. Caitlin McKinnon. I went to four record stores that Tuesday. Wow, including seeing. The homie he's at Cosmos Records. Just a chat. Just a chat. Just a chat. Hang out with my boy. Um, ooh, that reminds me. I think he's DJing next week. That's cool. Or this week, as you're hearing. <laughs> if you're in Toronto, go see. He's a DJ at 416 Snack Bar. Um, did, did not find this anywhere. Right. To my surprise. Thought it'd be pretty easy to find. Sonic Boom, no nothing. Although, thank you, Sonic Boom, for letting me know. My book is now in its 11th printing. Which is really cool. Because I'm that bitch. He um, is that bitch. <laughs> He's 100% that bitch. And we couldn't find it anywhere. And then I'm on a... I don't know how I got the, the word to this. That one of my favorite albums from last year was by this Korean guy named Bronze. Mm-hmm. And he's like primarily a producer. And he did... I don't know that this is his usual jam. Right. I know he does like like music for mobile games and shit too. Like he had a rundown on his Instagram of everything he produced last right. year. And there were a lot of like, you know, the loading screen for Clash Royale. Like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like shit like that. Um, but he did this album that's basically, he's like, I want to do a city pop album. Right. And like, you know, the fucking cover looks like Hiroshi Nagai. Like, it's just. Right. It, that's what he, that's the vibe he wanted to do. And it's fucking great. And Sumin, this Korean singer who I really like, or probably Sumin, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Um, she sings on a bunch of songs. G Rena makes an appearance because she has to, because you can't do anything like this without having G Rena on it. Basically, when they put this out on vinyl. Mm-hmm. between Japan just devouring this and Korea itself, like, it sold out, like, immediately. Um, and I wasn't gunning for it that hard. And I think I had in my head if I saw, like, a used copy 
or a vintage copy at Disc Union or something, maybe I'd grab it. But HMV, like, on one of the Instagram site, one of the Instagram feeds was like, there's a second pressing of it coming out. And I was like, oh, shit. Let me go check that out. It's on the old HMV English website. And I was like, let me put that on the wish list. Because I I can't import one record. No. It seems like wasteful to me. Like, the the shipping doesn't go up that much to get a couple more things. So I had a couple Nagiko 7 inches in there that I might still cop later on. Um, But they weren't like, you know mandatory but i was like "Eh, i'll justify the shipping this way in the time it took me to move the bronze album from my wish list to the cart yeah hmv was like oh sorry that sold out you motherfuckers like no god please no no and this is why you have to go to japan that's why i'm going but i'm like man fuck that i wasn't quite (laughs) but i was close I was like, fuck this. I'm going to Discogs. And I go and I look on Discogs, and there's one copy available. Yeah. That one person is selling on Discogs. I was like, son of a bitch. The price was okay. It was maybe like 40 bucks or something. Mm. I'm like, all right. That's fine, I guess. But again, I love that combined shipping. Yep. And this was a White Noise Records out of Hong Kong, which was a story I already knew about. Because when I had a friend who went to Hong Kong, I was like, yeah, yo, go look for records for me. Mm-hmm. And she, she was like, I find, tell me where a store is. And I was like... You Google best Hong Kong record stores, white noise comes up. Yeah. And so I go to their Discogs profile and it's like, oh, do they have anything else I want? And okay, it was like <laughs> fucking the perfect storm of just like, not even like stuff I see all the time. Right. Like, so they had the bronze album. I had yeah. that in the cart. One of my like, on, in my list of Japan records was the like fifth installment of the Japanese Ani DeFranco's uh <laughs> Nippon no onna no utau, which just means women's music. Oh, cool. Nakamura Emi is the singer. She did the, uh, if, any, if you know her from anything, she did the uh, ending theme to Megalobox, which is where I first heard her. And I was like, what is that song even? It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Um, And that whole album is fantastic. As is volume six, actually. And I thought she's got a comp coming out in right. February. So I thought maybe I'll just I'll get the comp when I'm over there. Mm-hmm. But the comp's going to have a bunch of stuff I don't ain't gonna like That's and it's true. gonna be missing stuff off of this album that i do like yep so then they have it and i'm like fuck and I add that to the cart and then i had to choose between getting like a hundred dollar grail grail by asako toki that when i played for caitlin she was like oh shit really dug some of that yeah not for a hundred bucks though right if i'm gonna spend a hundred bucks on it i'll spend a hundred bucks on it when i'm over there i don't right. need to spend a hundred bucks on it now but then i see they have a uh, hitomi toy her most recent album the the reissue on vinyl and her stuff comes out once and then disappears right and just just skyrockets yeah i was like fuck so i had that in the cart too so the thing with discogs is you put the shit in the cart and you can leave it there forever basically yeah and, not, it, and if somebody else buys it it gets removed from your cart but yeah. i mean otherwise it's just there so i let kate know i was like man i have this <laughs> i'm in real big hem right now and caitlin mckinnon's response first she apologizes that she had to go she yeah. didn't have time to to, to entertain my hem yeah, I, had, which, I think which, I had to go to sleep. Which is like 40% of her job <laughs> in, my, in my life is enduring my hemos. And she goes, just buy it. Who are you? Uh, Caitlin McKinnon, why are you so free uh, with my money lately? I don't know. I, I guess there's part of me that's like, I I hang out with a lot of old people or like listen to like a lot of old people listen shit. Listen to them just talk about the stuff they went without. Well, yeah. And just also, you know, yes, of course it's important that you're affording food and all of that but there's uh, times when you're poor that that doing that all the time can just add to your stress and i've read a lot about like the people who live the longest and a lot of it has to do with like having very little stress or decreasing their their amount of stress um stress is toxic so Yes, being poor sucks, but if you can afford things and you're not sacrificing, like, food or shelter or medicine, um, important things, then sometimes, yeah. If you are going to enjoy this thing, absolutely. Um, For me, it's... And they're all just such fucking fire albums. All three of them. And that's part of it, right? If you were like, uh, they're okay... Like, and you wanted them kind of just to have them, then I'd be like, nah, but you're going to enjoy, like, you're going to play these albums. Also, I really need to find somewhere to DJ. Yeah, because he has a lot of albums. Please. 
He needs to take them out. Like you I have go to walk your children. <laughs> there's there's a um like a, not even events company because they only do like two events, but um I mean you can do this in in like LA and surrounding or you know the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I think the the company is called Tune in Tokyo Events and they do like the only things I ever see them advertise is that for the longest time they were just doing like a K-pop night in and around the Bay Area. Right. And then obviously they started doing Plastic City every couple months. Yeah. They do their city pop night. And I read like the little set list they do. And it's like, these dudes only play out like, you know, like 15 songs. And I was like, yeah, I have many more songs than that. I can, yes, he does. <laughs> I can, I can so DJ, many songs. I could DJ one of these nights. And is there nowhere... That would want this to happen. Yeah, there get at is. me Seascape, get at me Stormcrow. Like I can, I can tell you hmm. exactly where. Where is it in Hamilton? No, <laughs> it's not, I wouldn't make you go to Hamilton, but I gotta like talk to you about it. I got connections. You got connections. I got connections. Is this an off mic discussion? Yeah, it's not mic. Oh shit, we'll get to an off mic discussion then. Yeah. One thing I did. This reminds me of something I want to bring up actually. So I follow um little event listing for for the Toronto folks out there. Yeah. So I follow a uh, local perfume dance cover troupe, <laughs> Synchronize. Amazing. With a, spelt with a five. Yeah. And they, they, they posted something uh, that they were going to be at this event. And I just had to look this up. And it seems fucking amazing. Okay. In the worst ways. Right. So I'm kind of shitting on it at the same time, but I also <laughs> love it. So if anybody hears this, like, don't add us. I'm, I'm actually supporting but i can't believe this exists right so it's called will you be my player too okay this is a valentine's day event i don't remember when it's happening but it's happening in toronto on february 29th the rare the rare 29th a valentine's themed dance show you're two weeks south of valentine's day so i mean yeah unfortunate so it says the the promotion company is called arc Cade, but of course it's spelled weird. It's like yeah. R period C upside down A <laughs> D E. Alongside some of your other favorite dance groups, Synchronize, Act One O Two, okay, which was the old Uncle Tetsu's uh, Maid Cafe group, yeah, which still exists. Like yeah. they're still doing it like on their own. They had the Uncle Tetsu's Maid Cafe is gone, amazing, but they're still doing it. Um, and Galuxury, okay, for a Valentine's theme show. The set list will feature a variety of songs, including many to go along with the theme. Please bring along your light sticks and cheer for our local idols. Oh, my God, yes. Doors open at 2.30 and goes till 6 p.m. What? <laughs> Maybe my favorite part of this. <laughs> it's just in the middle of the fucking afternoon. 50-minute uh, uh, intermission. The groups will have merchandise available for purchase. What? What? Uh... Yeah, food and smoking, not permitted, blah, blah, blah. The event will be held at the Toronto Public Library Palmerston Theater. What? Conveniently located near Bathurst Station with parking available. So on February 29th, yeah. you can go watch <laughs> Asian chicks dance around a stage yeah. for three hours in the afternoon yeah. at a library, <laughs> in a library conference room. Amazing. What is this even? So, I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> I, I say all that, but low-key want to go so bad. Caitlin, we should go. Yeah, we should go. Fuck, how much is it? Oh, my God. Are we doing this? I, we might be doing this. Depends on how much it is. Yeah, it's going to really going to depend on that. I don't think the patrons will. Ah, 15 bucks. Mm. Ah, that's, we'll see. We'll that's see. rough. Developing. Yeah. There's nothing romantic about Caitlin McKinnon and Jordan Ferguson <laughs> together, but... We may just have to go see oh God, yes. whatever this is for like four hours. Oh. <laughs> sounds so, sounds so terrible. Also, do you know the boat in Toronto stopped doing the Yacht Rock night? That's another reason oh. why I feel like I need well, to DJ because I'm like. The boat? Mm. Let's just talk about the boat. If you want to talk about the boat, you know, my ex-girlfriend had her baby shower at the boat. What? Apparently they do events at the boat. Okay. Sorry, the boat's a very uh, odd nautical-themed bar in Ken- <laughs> no, Toronto's Kensington Market. It's because it used to be a Portuguese seafood restaurant. The deep, deep historical cuts yeah. from your girl, from your lifelong, your lifelong Toronto at Katie Mac over here. So you love when we talk about local talk. Regional. Regional talk, whatever. Anyway, point being, I used to, I didn't go out very much. <laughs> I'm, ne- I'm not cool. You like don't I, say. Yeah, thank you. 
uh, if the glasses chain is any indication, going out dancing for a night, like a night on the town is not my idea of a good time. Mm. Except when they had at the boat something called the countdown, which started. Oh yeah, it started at uh like the, the zeros. Yeah, it started in like 1900. Yeah, and then slowly progressed to the present. So basically, Start with like Glenn Miller and end with like Nine Inch Nails. By, well, no, they would end with stuff much more recent than that. But basically, end with Old Town Road. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, I was good up until like maybe the nineties. The forties. The nine. No, the nineties. Like the eighties stuff was great. Nineties, I was like, ooh, not my scene. So basically, it ended when I wanted to go home, <laughs> which was like ten o'clock. Um, or 1030, which was great for me. You know, my longstanding joke has always been, I want to start, I want to do a club night called bed by 10. Yeah. That's We're a great legit, idea. legit. I'll DJ. Yeah. And I will leave at 10. Yeah. <laughs> you can stay, if, you can stay if you want. I'm going home though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically I like loved these things. They were, they were once a month, um, had such a good time. And then they just stopped doing them. <laughs> this is Jordan and Caitlin's life in Toronto now. It's just this morning shit that used to be around. <laughs> yeah. Ontario but- Place. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> no, I miss the Brunswick house. No, nobody misses the Brunswick house. Um, I miss that there was a place... Near Christie Pitts, that was the small restaurant. Christie Pitts is a park near Koreatown in, yep. in Toronto. Um, and it sold authentic Scot like the guys from Scotland, and sold authentic Scottish food, and sold the best fucking banoffee pie I have ever had in my entire life. Is banoffee pie Scottish food? Yes. Do I even want to know what's in banoffee pie? You would love it. It's bananas and caramel okay. and toffee and... No organs. No no organs. Good to know. That would be their, like, steak and liver pie. <laughs> I forgot to tell you this story. Or maybe oh. I told you this story, right. and I just have never told it on Mike. But I mentioned Koreatown, mm-hmm. which reminded me yeah. that during our hiatus on New Year's Eve day, yes, I went and met up with uh, my beloved Joycey Vogues. Ooh. Longtime friend. Friend of the pod as well. Yep. Um... He yelled at me for be for daring to be smirch a hundred gex <laughs> when I mentioned that on one of our recent episodes, and then my response was like, "I knew this feedback was coming. Like, yeah. I just I should have known." But she was she lives in London now, doing like Joyce. I don't even know what she do art gallery type stuff. Oh, that's um, cool. She was in town for the holidays, visiting family, and her, myself, and Leah the Brazilian met up at a uh, Korean restaurant, real real mom and pop type joint, cash yeah. only. Nice. Um, lime green walls, you know, like. Perfect. That type of thing. And uh, I don't know what I ordered. Some type of stew. Bimbimbap? I believe. No, it wasn't bimbimbap. Um, but it was like a stew. It was like it would have looked like ramen, but it was like a kimchi stew type of thing. Right. With like, I think there was sausage in it and something else. And it was like, mm. it was delicious. Mm-hmm. But while we're sitting there and talking, having a wonderful time, I go to um, Million to One Shot, Kate. Yeah. I go to slurp my noodle. Yeah. And the noodle like came up and like hit my lip. Yeah. And when it hit my lip going into my mouth, it flung kimchi broth directly into my fucking eye oh no and nothing has burned (laughs) in my life like getting kimchi in my eye i thought this is it you're just going blind (laughs) i literally i look like a fucking like i don't know like a member of the wu-tang clan i've got like a fucking toot pulled over it's just like tearing up and watering eventually (laughs) joyce is just like go to the bathroom (laughs) rinse your eye out Thankfully, I'm not blind, but I've never experienced. I literally thought this is it. I'm just I'm going blind. This will be my life now. So I'm gonna wear one of those patches like anime girls wear, and, <laughs> and then I'll go see girls dance at the Palmerston Library. Uh, and then we'll you'll want to start your own group to save the local high school. <laughs> oh my god! What? You just reminded me about the other most important thing that happened. Okay, this week as we're recording. Y'all would have seen it if you saw it on Twitter, that all of Love Live has come to Spotify. (laughs) Finally. I'm sure it was already available in Japan, but, like, they finally cleared it for Canada. He was very excited when I came in. All of Muse. All of Aqua. All of the subunits. Yeah. Azalea. Guilty Kiss. 
and the the, the Prontomp. <laughs> sure, yes. Um, and all the solo stuff. Which I did not know existed. I'm sure they're out there for Aqua as well, but like I the first one I came up was Honkers. Mm-hmm. It was just like memories of whatever. It was yeah. just it's just Honkers singing all these songs. And then I realized, oh no, there's a the same album for each of them. Yeah. Singing the same songs. <laughs> Japanese capitalism, you are fucking like because you know they sold physicals of all of these. Oh, of course they did. And probably fucking like tickets or like, you know, you want your, you know, we're going to put out a print of like, you know, the character that sells the most albums or something. And yeah. like, they all fucking came out of the woodwork and bought like a hundred copies of the same fucking record so they could get a, you know, clear file of honkers in her boku wa whatever Kimura Life yeah. outfit. Yeah. Japanese capitalism, you are something else. But yeah, I listened to Sunny Day song like nine times at work this morning. Yes, you did. <laughs> just like, let me hear the honkers mix. Let me hear the nozo mix. Let me hear the Mackie mix. The Mackie mix was surprisingly good. <laughs> oh my goodness. You can sing your ass off, pile. Can we go back to talking about kimchi? And getting into my eye, or? Just in general, how I wish I didn't have a baby mouth. And that I could eat kimchi like a normal human, but I have to avoid it at all costs. And, what? And instead have to what trade life? the kimchi for the really cool potato thing that they give you. I don't know what it is, but it's delicious. It is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, we got some. We got some of that as well. And um, the one one of the selling points of Hamilton when we first like my first day, in my first week there, was that I found an owl of Minerva right right around the corner. Still need to go there. They still have one in Toronto. They they do. It's like, it's like but it's in a weird spot. Right? It's nor- it's like Shepherd and yeah. Young. <laughs> Stop yelling. The wait well, the one I know of is at Shepherd and Young. So God. Okay, for are those there of you dragons who- up there, like- <laughs> there are, and also it looks like a Russian wasteland if you go far and farther, just a little bit farther than Shepherd and Young. Yo, I low-key follow one of these like synchronized girls just herself. Yeah. On Instagram, and. Girl likes to eat, you know, a lot, a lot of food posts, but she'll like, she'll go somewhere or she'll post something and it's always in, I'm like, oh man, where's that place? And it's in fucking Markham and yeah. you've never seen just like me deflate quicker than <laughs> when like I see a picture of something somewhere I might want to go and find out it's in Markham. Yeah. Cause Markham's really fucking Markham's far. Markham's fucking far. So far. <laughs> I live in the lake basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you want me to go way the fuck up to Markham. Mm-hmm. So, Ugh. Anyways. That was regional talk with Jordan Kate. So much regional talk. Yeah. We're a Toronto podcast. We are. And t- blog, Toronto, blog to you. Get t- at us. Toronto Point Hamilton. It's the GTHA. Listen, it's all the same thing at this point. Yeah. So a couple sort of updates that occurred to me. Okay. While Caitlin was screaming and <laughs> recovering from the bare minimum of lime and spice she was eating earlier. Oh, God. It was... Terrible. <laughs> but hilarious. Um, surprised to see. I have not watched much of it. I watched one specific segment, but was surprised when I went to fire up, went to polish off the Bletchley Circle uh, yesterday. Yeah. And prep for last week's episode. And the main tile on my Netflix was like, hey, here's a new season of Hip Hop Evolution. Very, yeah. I was like, cool. oh, okay. I'll take that. And all I wanted to do was just check to see like what the stories were this time. Yeah. Looks like there's a New Orleans one, which I'm sure will be fucking amazing. So good. Um, there's a return to Houston with more, I think, focusing on the kind of like chopped and screwed, DJ screw type of uh, right. coding rap type vibe. Paul Wall better make an appearance. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one that's kind of about the emergence of the producer as uh, its own entity. Superstar. Yeah. So I know they talk about Missy. They talk about Timbaland. They talk about Kanye. And they talk about Dilla. Which is nice. And so I just basically fired up that episode, skipped mm-hmm. to when I saw something that looked like <laughs> Detroit, and watched that segment. Yeah. And I don't think I'm airing anybody out here, but like, I feel like years ago, one of the producers on this show, right. he was a writer, music journalist in Toronto, and I met him at a few, yeah. at a few places. Yeah. And I remember him telling me at the time about something that would have been, I'm sure, hip hop evolution. Right. And maybe suggesting that he would get at me yeah. about this, maybe to get involved. Now, I'm super awkward and not real great at communicating with people, so I'm sure I didn't sell what? myself great in this moment. What? But that said, you know, when they go to Detroit and they're talking to, like, a Detroit journalist yeah. who is a man of color, like, yes, that's who should be yeah. there telling that story. Um, 
obviously how shoes makes an appearance yes. uh where the five nine tells a great story about coming upstairs when he was working with dylan like common was just like napping on the couch with his shoes off like <laughs> um it had some stuff in there that like there's some quotes in there i was like oh man that would i would have loved to have that quote like right yeah um things like that hip-hop evolution we know we've established it's a fantastic fucking show it is um it deserves all the shine it can get and yeah delighted to have four more episodes something else i'm delighted to have finally took me a while to be delighted yeah so for the longest time i follow Questlove on instagram Questlove drummer of the roots um follow him on instagram and he started a podcast a while back which is very cool called quest love supreme and sometimes he would play these stories because quest loves a giant nerd right yes so he goes he would go deep down the nerd file maybe he would get like like michael mcdonald or somebody like that mm-hmm. or like jimmy jam from jimmy jam and terry lewis and just like really get deep into like the stories and right. that type of thing and the problem was Questlove's podcast was exclusive to Pandora. Oh, ugh. gross. <laughs> yes. Yes, gross. Which meant not available in Canada. Mm-mm. Couldn't even find people like pirating it or like posting it anywhere because no. the, the nerds don't really rock like that. And it was finally coming. He finally changed. He's on iHeartRadio now, which means right. it goes to Spotify. It goes to Apple. It goes to all those places. Cool. So I was finally getting Questlove Supreme. And the first episode with Jimmy Fallon was with Jimmy Fallon. It was fine. Yeah. Um, there was one with Seth Rogen I haven't even listened to yet. Mm-hmm. There was like a rap of the decades type of one with like the, that comedian White Sinek. And that was okay. But it was like, it really wasn't like, what you were these episodes were yeah. popping off until this week's episode where he had Sophia Chang on. Yeah. Sophia Chang is a woman uh, originally from Vancouver. I believe she's Korean. So she moves to New York in the 90s, starts working in A&R, like heard the message when she was a kid, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I love hip hop. Studied like French lit and ended up like going to New York, working A&R, and ultimately ended up managing the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> Which, oh Lord. <laughs> so this was finally now like the, you know, behind the scenes industry type person who has the stories right. that, you know, I want to hear. Mm-hmm. So to hear them it's Questlove and like a bunch of people who maybe i should know he's got like a little like crew right and hearing sophia chang tell stories about like you know when she was not really working with them anymore but like you know they had like clearly adopted her right and like she tells this one story that look she told this one story where so method man had just gotten together his first video right. solo yeah his first solo video and i don't know where they were some club or something and he brings sophia into the back and I don't know who the, might have been the fellow who was managing them or working security for them or something, but he was like, he didn't know who she was. Right. And Mess really excited to show her the video type of thing. And this guy asks the most dreaded question you can ever be asked. Oh, no. Where are you from? Oh, no. It's the most loaded question like, yeah. ever. And she's basically, I think she says she starts breaking it down like really like, you know intellectually right it's like if you ask me where, my, where i was born i was born in vancouver if you ask me where my parents are from if you ask me my background it's korean blah 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 and because basically the question is who the fuck are you and why are you here like right. this isn't for you know this isn't for you yeah what's this you know asian chick doing here mm-hmm. and meth like as she said not well known meth and ghosts are the nicest with their hands in the clan right. like <laughs> Like they can all they can all they can all throw apparently, yeah. But meth is the nicest, and he like immediately like stood in front of her and like almost enveloped this guy and was like, "You don't fucking talk to her like that. Like you don't know Sophia. Like you don't know who the fuck she is. You don't fucking come in here, and you know wherever we go, she goes type of thing." And she's like talking about how she, that was the moment she like felt adopted by them. Right. Was really cool. Or her hearing her talk about you know ODB. Mm-hmm. Um. When he was alive. It was that like, is you know, old, dirty bastard, yes. for those of you who don't know. How do you manage him? Yeah. <laughs> you know, type of thing. Um, and this is what I was waiting. This is the type of episode I was waiting for, you know, Questlove Supreme to right. deliver to me. And it just took a while. Um, so As we know, sometimes things start off a little rocky. Hey, I gave it the rule of three. And now, yeah. we're, and now we're here. Yeah, there we go. See, this is why you need to give things a chance. So that's on your Spotify's. Maybe you want to check that out if you're a music nerd, because, yeah. ooh, ain't no bigger music nerd than Mr. Amir Thompson. Um, And I have to say, I forgot, mm. he may be the biggest uh, music nerd, but I'm a big book nerd. Boy, is she. You going to talk about this thing you've been... Yeah. You've had on my show. It was a reminder for that. I've st- So I'm, I'm still reading uh, Shadow Stitcher by our friend of the show, Misha Hanman. Yes. Um, 
going very well. But I am a person who reads multiple books at once. Oh, can't do it. Um, I, I like doing it. Don't attention span. Um, also I like the fact that smaller books, I can take them with me to certain places that maybe the bigger, bigger books are harder to take. So sometimes I'll leave the bigger books at home, take a smaller book with me. This is a nice size. It's, um, called Belladonna at Bellstone. It's by Michael Jacks. It's got so much medieval lettering on it. So much. Um, it's, uh, set in 1321. God damn. In a nunnery. Um... <laughs> And it's I'm just really... been a real set of episodes that's just about ticking Katie's boxes. Yeah, and there's murder involved. See, look at those people all murdered and dead on the cover. Look at that. <laughs> Beautifully done. De- dead nuns. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, very excited to... I've just started. Um, but very... Have you read Umberto Echo? Is that, or is that too highfalutin for you? Uh, probably too highfalutin. I mean, I'm... So it's basically the same thing. Basically about, like, Franciscan monks solving murders. Okay. First of all, that's Cadfile. Um, and I will... Just kick whoever that is. <laughs> Suck it, Umberto Echo. <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, w- uh, whatever her name, Peters, did it first. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe I will check it out. Who knows? But I'll let everyone know how this one is um, when I when we get back to the next episode in a couple weeks. And I'm still working through Topeka School, which is still good. But yeah. now that I'm back home surrounded by content, it's harder, <laughs> it's harder to read. <laughs> You gotta like make the time. You gotta be like, I'm not gonna watch any more of the thing we're going to talk about <laughs> after the break. Where I'm gonna read, like you know, an intelligent person who reads does. So much more fun to watch more of the thing we're gonna talk about after the break, though. You know, what? shut up. So maybe we'll just put a pin in it here. Yeah, we'll we take will. a break, and then we'll talk about the thing that we are gonna talk about. Yeah, let's yeah. Do, let's do that. Okay. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the back half of the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I will talk about the things we brought each other. Yeah, we are. Not really doing that this week. Oh, yeah. No, I meant, yes. We're <laughs> talking about a thing that we're going to talk about. Well, but... I mean, I brought it in, but it was a thing that I'm sure Caitlin was going to get to regardless. It's not anything I had to sell her on, really. No. Um, I just happened to see it first. But despite all that, yes. the rules still apply. They do. The first rule being the rule of three. Which is, if the thing comes in parts, you should watch those parts. Three of them. Yes. Give it three chances. Give it a chance to become the thing it's trying to become. I think Caitlin knew pretty early on. She was willing to give this as many chances. All the chances. All the chances. Just wanted to keep on watching it. Yep. Rule number two. Hashtag save it for the pod. That's the rule that we're not going to talk about the thing before we are sitting in front of these microphones. If you want stale takes. That's up to you. That's a weird thing. Live your life. Yeah. Caitlin says, read the Mary Sue. Yeah, yeah, which we still haven't talked about why you want taking shots at the Mary Sue. Why are you taking shots at the Mary Sue? We'll put you over the edge. Uh, it was like the 16th article in two weeks about Star Wars. <laughs> and I just was like, there's so much else you could be discussing. And by and large, like, I, I like a lot of the stuff that the Mary Sue makes. And then they also wrote some article that I just was like, you were just pulling something apart to just pull it apart. Like... I understand that and look, taking a critical eye at the content we consume is of import, but at a certain time, give it a rest. Like, find something else to talk about. Anyways. Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> Take that, Mary Sue. If that's how you want to live your life, that's your business. That is your business. If you want fresh takes, takes that neither of us have heard because we don't even know if we've seen the show yet. No. Because we save them for you. Always. Come see your boy. Come see your girl. Last rule. Not so much rules. Policy. Who gives a shit in this instance? There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. It's like impossible to do for this show. I mean, the only spoilage is we're probably going like, to just rehash jokes that we liked from, from oh, it. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's your biggest... That's your biggest spoiler here. Now, I would say if you if you haven't seen it, go and watch it right now. Um, it's They're 20 minutes. They... Yeah, just go Enjoy. do that. At yeah. least just watch the first one. Like, yeah, yeah. And then our jokes won't spoil other jokes that are funny. So what is this thing? Uh, it's a thing that I mentioned a few weeks back when I saw it blowing up Twitter where people were like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And apparently we knew it was coming. We may have even talked about it on the show, but we then, we, then we forgot about it. We did, because as I always talk about, 
if you're going to have your trailer, at least try and do it like a month before the show, not like eight, because then people forget about your shit and then they don't watch it because there's so much else going on. So what is this thing? It is the Harley Quinn car cartoon, television cartoon. series, cartoon. whatever. Um, is an adult animated web television series that started in November 2019 using Harley Quinn of Batman slash Joker slash DC Fame? Universe. Mm-hmm. This is airing on the DC Universe streaming app, that weird little thing that, like, could you even get yeah. this in Canada? Did we have, could, do we have an opportunity to watch this in Canada without pirating it? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Is it? Yeah, it's under, I can't remember what they call it. You can't download it, but you can watch it. Really? Yeah. Without paying extra? Yeah, yeah. Amazon got those weird channels, but. Let me, let me, let me look for it, because I, I, that's how I watched it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought I could download it, because most Amazon stuff you can for later, but this I could not. So, Moneybags over here might be okay for the one I'm looking at on Amazon Prime. It does require a, uh, a upspend of some sort. Oh, here, I, it's part of Stack TV. Which you do have to pay extra for. Your, oh. Your basic, uh. Your basic Amazon Prime video huh. will not cover that. Stacked is a extra. Weird. Maybe I got it for something. Well, I've got it. <laughs> Anyways, I was like, oh, okay, great. Just making it rain over here. For the rest of us plebes, you're taking to the seeds. But, <laughs> um, so where did this come from? This is from, of all people, uh, it is written and executive produced by Justin Halpern, which is a name I th- that looked familiar, but it yes. wasn't until I just clicked his name just now. He's the dude behind shit my dad says. Yeah. Twitter 1.0 phenomenon mm-hmm. at the time. And, and also written by Pat sorry. Also written by Patrick Shoemaker and Dean Laurie and follows the misadventures of Harley Quinn and her best friend and partner in crime, Poison Ivy, after leaving her ex-boyfriend, the Joker. I believe Caitlin wanted to break down the cast. This was also produced, I believe. I mean, we'll say that Kaylee Cuoco from the Big Bang Theory voices Harley. Which, and I believe she was also a producer on this. Yeah. This was something she sought out and wanted to bring bring to your screens. Which Thank goodness, first of all. Second of all, she does a great job. She really does of of vo- of uh, voicing this character. Um, other, for me, standouts were Poison Ivy, which did not know was Lake Bell. And <laughs> Lake Bell is one of those actresses that's just been around forever in a bunch of different things. Yes. Um, uh, and then I didn't know Alan Tudyk is the Joker. He does a real good Joker. He does a really good Joker, which is not surprising. He's got an unbelievable range. He went to Juilliard. <laughs> um, and then there's just, like, surprises. Jason Alexander, Christopher Maloney as Commissioner Gordon, which is great. Uh, Wanda Sykes, uh, Jim Rash. Um, I haven't, like, encountered him yet, but Giancarlo Esposito as Lex Luthor. Um, and even he has like one line, I think. I think <laughs> he shows up once. Yeah, <laughs> he has like funny. one line. Um, Andy Daly uh, plays Two Face. Um, Come on now, Ron Funch is as King Shark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Um, and then even like yeah, there's just I you know there's just a lot of surprises. So I mean, the take on this is that it's very violent. Very. Violent. It is for adults. Yeah. There is swearing. There is violence. Mm-hmm. There's allusions to sex, if not outright depicted. But I mean, yeah. Poison Ivy and Kite Man are getting it in. I haven't encountered that yet. <laughs> um, but so the reason why this is probably most interesting to us is because you have a long, long love for Harley Quinn. I How do. did you come to Harley Quinn? Just the animated series? Or? Batman the animated series. I like. I was an early adopter of the series. I watched it on Fox. Um, loved the series when I was a kid, and. You didn't get any, like, really fun female villains. Mm. Like, yes, Harley Ovid, there is a sexual, like, part to her. But in the original series, it wasn't as much. She was silly and ridiculous. Yes, she wore a unitard. Yeah, and, and, you know, um, and I liked that. And I... And I liked that she kind of, you know, eventually in the, some of the later episodes and seasons would like branched out on her own. Right. right. Um, and I liked that it was like this new character just for that show. And she kind of got adopted by people who loved that universe and she took off. And it was a rare instance where this she was made for the show basically yes, to yeah. be kind of a one off, I think. And then was really yeah. popular and kept being used on the show. And then they did this mad love uh, graphic novel mm-hmm. um, that brought her into the DC universe proper, and she's been a like core part of the DCU. Mm-hmm. 
basically ever since. I mean, probably like her and Miles Morales are the two biggest original creations, not like rehashed from the golden age. Right. That have come about. That'd be an interesting list to try and draft, but. I think also Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. I think, she can I think she's pretty far down the list what? compared to Harley and Miles. Really? As far as impact. I mean, for her demo, yes. She's a, she's, oh, okay. Well. She's very important, but I mean. Just people you who. Know, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Broke Miles Morales to the greater populace at large. Yeah. That's and true. Birds that's of true. Prey and animated shit plus mm-hmm. slash Suicide Squad brought Harley to. Uh, yeah. Another yeah. audience. You know. You, you're going to see a lot more Harley Quinn cosplays and, at your conventions. And I than, know that people don't like her. Like, people who I love to hate Harley Quinn. Really? Yes. Um, there's a certain friend of ours I'm thinking of that I'll tell you about later. Off mic. Really doesn't like her. Um, and I can see why. Like, yes, uh, over through the years, she's become more sexualized. Mm. Absolutely. But I also think, and this is even before just getting into, like, the enjoyment of the show what's happening with harley right now is very important for a comment on sorry but men and sexism and and who gets to like what in what fandoms Mm. um and how people are portrayed specifically female people um women are portrayed in in comics and in cartoons and through superheroes, basically. So, yes. Now, that all said, mm-hmm. this is a, to my mind, mm-hmm. maybe I'm tilting my hand on my ultimate take on this. Yeah. Because I do like it. However, I do think it skirts edgelord territory a little bit where it's just being extreme for extreme sake. Oh, I don't find that at all. <laughs> but given your love of the character, you are totally fine with this. Oh my god! Rendition I of her. Love it. <laughs> this, this to me. So we joked, I think, uh, earlier or last episode about having like a, a lab where they make things specifically for me. Yes. This is this is made for me. <laughs> they they. I don't know who's watching me. I don't know how they're collecting my data so quickly. But basically, this it's extremely violent. It's extremely silly, and it's fucking funny. It's really funny. Um, and I just, yeah, I love, we know I love when they take characters we've seen a million times the same way and they do something different with them. Bane being sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> sad Bane is maybe my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life. And frankly, maybe why I don't like the more recent episodes, like 5, 6, 7, why I haven't liked them as much. Okay, I haven't seen seen those. Is because they do not feature Sad Bane. Oh, they need a whole episode about Sad, sad Bane. I'm going to blow up this bar mitzvah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but... I- I, I loved it. I, I love it. I, I'm so upset I didn't start watching it sooner. I'm amazed it took you this long. I'm amazed yeah. I had to, like, force you to give you a reason to watch like, it. sort of some dragging my feet and other things I was doing and all of that. But I just, I'm so excited. I mean, look, I said from when it first aired mm-hmm. and they dropped that first line where the guys on the boat were like, my fellow whites. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yes. And we're going to do what we have. We always get our money. Fucking the poor. It's like, okay, that's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here with you. Um, so, yeah, the first episode is her. Like, I, I did not have time for a rewatch of these, but the first episode is her, like, basically realizing Joker is full of shit and yeah. he will never love her like she loves him or like he loves Batman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just Margar- Mar- Margarita Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the, still kind of the whole idea is the the the, the, Riddler, the Riddler basically dangles Batman and Harley over acid to see who the Joker will save. Yeah, and he saves Batman because he love you know air quote loves Batman more. And then yes, but it's not acid; it's margarita mix. Yeah. Um, second episode was the bar mitzvah episode where she's trying to like prove her way into the Injustice League or yes, or the Injustice Society or whatever yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah. Um, and that's where you get even more of the wider sort of. <laughs> we're just looking at each other laughing you've ruined like, this bar mitzvah boo and <laughs> and grievously injured an improv troupe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and the third episode is her realizing she basically the whole crux is she just wants to be respected as a villain yeah and the joker keeps taking her shine or like just in general she's not getting or, her shine yeah because, because she's a woman and and i think that i don't know they just i think 
in a way, it sounds so silly, but it's hard to be taken seriously as a woman. They've, like, framed it in this very silly but precise way, right? No one wants to be her henchman because nobody wants to be the henchman of a female villain. And she basically has to get people, like, the bottom rung of people, (laughs) including Dr. Psycho, who has been, like, totally... You know, he's at his lowest ebb because he got caught on film calling Wonder Woman the C word. Yes. I actually, can I say that word? It's cunt. I love that word, but. Scottish girl over here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, But it just. (laughs) The fucking earth stopped rotating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, And uh, and I actually. That's when Giancarlo Apposito shows up as Luther, isn't it? Oh, you must be at the end. I I haven't watched the last 10 minutes. I thought it was, I thought it was them disowning. I thought it was just a statement of him like disowning. The Injustice Society disowning Dr. Psycho, because, like, even for us, that's... Yeah. That's too much. That's too much. And uh, Clayface, who I love. Clayface, to me, is one... It's one of my favorite villains from Batman the Animated Oh, series. just in general? Yeah. Just, like, Clayface is... And so that the fact that he showed up... And he... It's funny, because he did start, like, as this actor, right? So he's playing this, like, farm boy from, like, Illinois when he shows up. And I was just like, ah... Perfect. Wait, is the third episode where they steal Maxi Zeus's thing? Or I don't uh, no, She's just trying to get a crew. But does she go to a? She goes to she a go, bar. She go to the. Se- she doesn't go to a seminar. Yes. That's where he calls her the Juggalo in the. Front. Yes, in the, in the third <laughs> row. <laughs> yes, you, the Juggalo in the front. Yeah, um, and then you know, also sexism ensues. Like he thinks that she's going to have sex with them. Right. Um, and just the line about like, no, actually, really get a doctor to look at your penis because it's horrifying. Um, it's a cartoon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sorry, you don't see a dick though. No, no, it's all. That's where we draw the line. There. It's 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 fuzzed out. Just like uh, cunt is bleeped out. Yes. Um, but uh. Yeah, the, I, they've, she's just encountered Clayface, and so, at the bar. Yes, so. his, his, his insufferability as actor, yes. and always needing to... Oh, love it. It's so well done. Find the motivation for all these, like, yeah. characters he's pretending to be. And, again, Alan Tudyk as the Joker is, is great. I was, it was funny, because I was listening to that Joker being like, who is that? Because they've done a really it's good Hamill, job. It's Hamill, but not quite. Yeah. Like, it's, he's not doing, like, a Hamill impersonation, no. but he's veers closer to Hamill's, like, style than... Yeah. Then I don't know Keith Ledger, but yeah, there's a madness to him that I really like. Um, and again, um, you know, there's one episode where he's like, he wants something delivered and they won't do it because it's a building by like, <laughs> he's just like, this is a broken down amusement <laughs> park. Like, why do you care about? It's when it's at the it's bar mitzvah episode and he's trying to get out of things and they've called him and they don't. It, they said it's a residential area <laughs> and he's like, what do you? It's a residential. It's a broken down theme park at the end of a uh, of a gross pier. <laughs> uh, like really zeroes in on like the absurdity of these characters yes. and lovingly pokes fun at them. I think. Yeah. I think that's the best part about Even it. Even Commissioner like, Gordon is just like a total fucking mess. Oh my god! There's this. I told you about the. I think I told you off mic about the episode where he keeps using the. Uh, he wants to use the bat signal to like talk to Batman about his marriage and stuff, and it's like it's not a toy, Jim. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, are we friends? We're work colleagues. <laughs> he tries to invite him to a barbecue. He's like, do you want to come? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, like, Harley ends up getting into the Batcave for somehow. Yeah. And trying to, like, tell Batman that he's actually, like, friends with. He's like, I can't have friends. I'm Batman, but I can't have people close to me. And, like, behind him, it's, like, pictures of <laughs> it's like pictures of him and Commissioner Gordon. And Harley just smiles. And Batman's like, my screensaver turned on, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um uh, it's stupid yeah but I, smart enough to love these characters yeah um yeah i can't believe it exists i can't believe they're getting away with this i can't believe they were like mm-hmm. obviously the corporate overlords you know see money for this character yes because getting her own movie mm-hmm. margot Robbie gets to do whatever she wants with the character now yep that's why you're getting birds of prey next month two months i don't know when we're uh, getting it but february yeah i think february so the fact that they were like, yeah, go ahead. Like, just like, you know, mm-hmm. bludgeon characters and murder people and bones pop out of flesh. Have have poison ivy bang kite man. Literally have people explode. Pink mist in the wind. Explode. There's something romantic about having some, someone get, have someone else explode for you. Harley, no. Also, what's his name? 
the plant oh, that lives in the ivy. Uh, something regular, Fred. Jim, yeah, it's like Dave or something. Dave. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. It's like, Harley, don't do it. And the plant's just like, no, nah, do that shit. <laughs> and you haven't seen him yet. But do you, do you know Ron Funches? Do you know who he is? No, no, I don't know he's who he's from. He's a comedian, but his gimmick, he's skinny now, so he's less funny. We know how that works. Um, yeah. But his whole gimmick was like, he, he's, he, his gimmick initially was he was like this giant black guy. Right. With like a girlish laugh and like really kind of nerdy. I saw him do stand up once in Toronto. Yeah. And like a perfect joke. He was like trying to talk, like, I'm like trying to talk to my son, my son's mother about something that happened at school and just things get really awkward sometimes. And you just be standing there and be like, so you watching that new Sailor Moon? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like, I laughed the hardest from the audience. He's like, yeah, there are my people out there. You know? <laughs> Um, and he voices King Shark, who you're used to being like, you know, this giant, like, you yeah. know, gangster, but he wears like a hoodie and cargo pants and he's like their hacker. Right. <laughs> he's just like the most deadpan, like, like medium, vo- like level voice. Yeah. And Funches does a great, does a fantastic job with it. So that's cool. I mean, I'm not even going to tell you anything else cause you're obviously going to watch all of it. Caitlin McKinnon, if you give this kick punches, what do you give it? 10. Ten which I don't, the iPad's not even <laughs> What on. are you doing? I, I don't even know what to do. Gotta give the give the bombs for give the air horn the bombs for a ten out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. Made in the lab for me. It's like an eight and a half for me. Okay. Like I like yeah. it, and yeah. I'm gonna keep watching it when it occurs to me. I'm not gonna miss an episode, but I do feel that like, not that it's gotten repetitive in the later episodes, but it's like the, I think for me, mm-hmm. just the sheer shock factor of the surprise there. Yeah. Of like, oh, I didn't expect you to go this far or do it. But they did. This way. They did. But now that I know how you're doing it, yeah. I kind of know what to expect. And it's been a little diminishing returns for me at that point. But it's still still definitely one of the best, you know, superhero things. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, I'm weird for superheroes. I don't, you know, the fucking Morbius trailer came out and people are asking me what I think. It's like, you, I, I could not physically care less <laughs> about a Morbius trailer. Like, yeah. I don't give a, oh, but it might tie into the MCU. And Michael Keaton was in the trailer. And there was like a... I mentioned there was a poster of Spider-Man with murderer written on it. And I was like, I, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, and I also, someone asked me, they're like, oh, a Morbius trailer, like at work, because mm. they know I'm a gross weirdo um, <laughs> nerd who loves superheroes. Um, and I was like, oh, really? And it has Jared Leto in it. I was like, oh. It does? That's who plays Morbius. What? Jared Leto plays Morbius. Shows how little I knew about this. <laughs> wow. They wanted to you want my care factor to drop even less <laughs> well i was just like oh and the person's like are you gonna watch the trailer do you want to watch it now and i was like no i was people, like i'll watch it later but people are like it looks terrible and i was like yeah we all thought venom was gonna be shit too and venom was fucking great so yeah, yeah it was maybe maybe morbius will be awesome too but could not give less of a fuck and this, and this we'll- is the future liberals want like i want <laughs> i want this harley quinn cartoon i want the weird superhero i want yeah i want watchmen in the harley quinn cartoon that's what i want out of my mm-hmm. superheroes basically it yeah um so yeah and it's not gonna be uh harley quinn kick punches rating like that and i just have to say it's not just because it's harley quinn like it really isn't i know people are gonna be like oh she just loves the character no i really thir- like i laughed out loud watching this and we know that that for me is difficult like there are not many things that make me laugh out loud watching them um and this did so yeah that's why it's so high and i've just the 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 violence is just lovely like this is exactly the type of violence i want i want people exploding and like literal entrails like hanging off of people what is wrong with me so much (laughs) If you're a therapist in the GTHA, please get at me. Listen, the the human cost of true crime is something we'll discuss off mic. I don't like true crime. We've already been through that. Have we? Yes. You just want fake people murdered. Yes. Exactly. I said that a little too enthusiastically. Friends, I'm scared for my safety now, so we're going to pin in this right here. If you want to watch Harley Quinn and you have all the money, apparently watch it on Amazon Prime. If you don't have any of the money, happy sales. Yeah. And we will wrap it up for this week, I believe. I don't know what the hell we're going to do next week. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We always do. Friends, if you have any suggestions for things you, we can watch, you can let us know those a couple of ways, primarily Twitter. Get up off Twitter. It's your best chance of getting through to us because yeah. we're not paying attention to Facebook that much. Not really. And I do not like the Gmail app on my Android phone, so 
Yeah. Mine doesn't tell me anymore when I get emails. No. Is that, oh, is that standard? Uh, yes. Only like a select few. Like, I think if it's someone I've starred before or something, I'll get a, or someone that I've, it like knows if I've sent an email to someone. So it yeah. lets but no, nothing on my lock screen. Can I just say it's really hard to plan a wedding when uh, you don't know if you've gotten emails back or not? I'm just going to say. Scintillating content to round out the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Friends, we love you. We love that you choose to spend your time with us. You could have spent this hour with anyone in the world, but you spend it with us. We appreciate that. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you will join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the nonsense that'll go for the tag. Nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. Whimsy. Fuck your nonsense. You can't plan it. No, you can't. You can't plan it. I think we pl- tried to plan it once and it was stupid. You can't plan for, Can't plan whimsy. You know what I just, I think of all the time. All the time? Yeah. It's, See, it just happens organically. <laughs> it's our first or second episode when the lady yelled at us at the library. We're having too much fun, yeah. Yeah. All the time. And the birds. And those poor birds. I hope that lady died. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. No, Jordan. I've told you. No. The bad. empire could have fallen. The empire we were building could have fallen at that moment if we had listened to that lady. Have we built an empire, Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> what? I think it's... Uh, what have we been doing here? I think it's a collection of villages. <laughs> Fine. It's a... It's a settlement. It's a settlement. We built a settlement. <laughs>